Emerging Enterprise Awards 2022 on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by OCBC and the Business Times. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us for this conversation as we put a spotlight on some of the most promising companies and startups in Singapore. And no annual award better honors the bold ambition of Singapore's young businesses under 10 years old than the Emerging Enterprise Award, jointly organized by the Business Times, SPH's Financial Daily, and OCBC Bank. This year, 2022, marks 15 years of the award's celebration of business innovation, resilience, and excellence in SMEs, the bedrock of the Singapore economy. Since 2008, the award has been empowering startups and young enterprises with both recognition and resources to take flight and achieve stellar growth. Today, we chat with one of the 15 finalists in contention for this year's award to find out what makes them tick. We have in the studio with us Joanna So, Vice President for Sales and Marketing at IO3. Joanna, thanks for joining me. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Now, if you've been on a cruise ship to perhaps use the internet before, chances are that this is the company behind making everything work. Joanna, walk us through a bit more about what your company does. Okay, so IO3 um, is actually a maritime tech company that is focused in um, bringing digitalization into the marine industry. So essentially, um, for digital transformation to take place in the industry, um, there needs to be a domain expertise and knowledge on three different segments. Um, first, you're talking about shipboard infrastructure, that, that includes um, the IT and OT equipment on board the vessel. Then you have the satellite connectivity, which is actually the only means of data transmission when a vessel is out in the open sea. And lastly, cloud technology. So these three segments are primarily what uh, IO3 does and provide to our customers. Yeah, for most people, they might not realise it, right? Or take it for granted mm-hmm. that being out in the sea, you might still get a cell phone connection. <laughs> exactly. uh-huh. And so this is something very important for people in the maritime industry. It is, it is definitely. So um, obviously, you, you know, when, when you're out in open sea, you are, the only form of um, communication is via the satellite. Mm. Yeah. And this really helps to bridge a lot of the functions and of course the modern features for some of the ships. Walk us through what this enables. Wow, um, I would say it's, it's, it's through the uh, evolution of satellite technology. Mm. Um, if you say compare 10 to 15 years ago, um, traditionally um, when vessel goes out into the open sea, their only form of communication is probably two emails a day. All right? mm. So the captain would probably send back a report via email twice a day, um, probably indicating the vessel status, cargo status. That's about it. Uh, but like I said, with evolution of um, satellite technology, these days we are talking about broadband connectivity on board the vessel. So with such connectivity, um, you are able to do lots of um, internet access, digital applications as such. Yeah, the maritime industry is one that's very old, typically very traditional as well. Yes. How have they been in terms of embracing technology? Wow, um, that's a good one. Indeed, I mean, maritime is really um, traditional. It's, it's probably a brick and mortar kind of business. Um, so put it this way, uh, when it comes to technology, uh, implementing it is definitely cost-saving in the long run. There definitely would be cost-saving when it comes to technology. Uh, but sometimes it's difficult to put an ROI behind it. All right, I'll give an example. Uh, we have uh, one of our solutions, a digital solution, uh, which is a, a smart glasses video conferencing software. Mm. So what this does is um, if there should be any um, equipment malfunction on the vessel, the crew member could just put on the smart goggles. Uh, they could get a live video conferencing with a subject matter expert on shore. All right, they could uh, do remote troubleshooting and get the equipment fixed. All right, another use case is um, the smart goggles could be used, uh, say for example, crew is, is unwell, right, uh, or if there's an injury on board, they could get online 
uh, with visuals from a shore doctor. So the doctor will be able to better diagnose the crew member. So, so all this is difficult to put a dollar value behind it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of intangibles and tangibles that exactly. comes with adopting technology. In recent times, has this picked up though? Because mm. you know, with COVID-19, there's been this mm. big push towards yes. digitization, you know, yes. safe distancing. Mm-hmm. What has been the observations you've seen? I, I think, um, put it this way, when it comes to COVID, uh, it kind of uh, pushed the industry a bit when it comes to digitalization. Mm. Because uh, during the pandemic times, as you know, um, moving around wasn't easy. Um, there were a lot of restrictions um, having people on board the vessel. Um, so all these different solutions um, does come in handy. It fixes uh, quite some problems and issues that the, the customers or vessels are facing. Mm, and talk about these problems mm-hmm. and issues that people mm-hmm. are facing. Mm-hmm. What do you think can be done more to help these uh, customers and potential customers to implement technology into the industry? Um, I would say... Um, in, in the industry, uh, we are pretty much, or rather different um, players, different stakeholders are pretty much very siloed still. Um, one thing that I, I think as, as a company, we, we felt that the industry could be more open. Um, there should be more collaborative joint effort. What do you mean? What do you, um... So, for example, um, the users versus the equipment. Um, on board the vessel, for example, there are plenty of equipment. And, you know, each equipment has their own, say, um, ways of using or the output of the digital output can be different. Um, so if the industry comes together and, and somehow have a kind of a unified um, language, put it this way. Mm, it's, so they're it's not probably, compatible. They, I wouldn't say, they are more standalone, siloed. Right, right. Yeah, but I, I think it's, it's a lot of change over these years. Uh, more and more um, equipment makers, for example, uh, they're coming together. I mean, like for us, we are actually uh, building a platform where we actually welcome uh, partners to sit on our platform. Ah, nice. Yeah. All right, Joanna, when it comes mm-hmm. to the adoption of technology, have you seen any, I guess, observations that have helped back some of these industry players from jumping on board? Um, yes, definitely. I'm not sure if you, you know, I'm sure people would know out there. A couple of years ago, there was actually a, a huge cybersecurity breach on one of the big maritime customers. Um, so obviously, um, you know, internet comes with the, what I call it, the flip side of stuff. So a cyber pirate. Cyber pirate, correct. So so what they do is they lock down the equipment, they lock down the satellite equipment, they take control of all the equipment wow. on board. So can you imagine as a ship owner, if you have $100 million worth of goods in the middle of the sea, in the middle of the sea uh, you probably just have to um, cave in and, and give in to this ransom. Yeah, but of course, mm. um, with your network, mm. you have the solutions in place. Yes, definitely. Um, as a basic, we have our AES-256 encryption for any traffic that's passing through our, what we call a Jarvis, our platform. But on top of that, we work with Eco Partner System, uh, who are actually the cybersecurity experts. Uh, they run their software on top of the solutions that we built on. Yeah. All right, we're in conversation with Joanna So. She is the Vice President for Sales and Marketing at IO3. Uh, Joanna, mm-hmm. you are one of the 15 finalists mm-hmm. in the running for the Emerging Enterprise mm-hmm. Award and you've just come out of the judging session. Yeah. What was the experience like? <laughs> well, a um, lot of uh, preparation, I would say. Uh, we actually took um, quite some effort to, to, to prepare for it. Um, the good thing about it, I think, is um, it gives us a chance to really dive deep once again in, into the uh, core basics of our business and what we are doing. Mm. You know, we have been so busy day to day with running the business, uh, but with this opportunity comes where we come together, you know, we relook at certain aspects of our business. So it forces <laughs> you to kind of reflect on where the business is going. In so a way. <laughs> talking about where the business is going, where do you hope to bring the business? Uh, 
while right now I think we are very strong um, regionally, I mean, we have a base here in Singapore, we have a technical office in um, Taiwan, as well as a software team based in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, we are hoping to really expand um, globally. So, of course, the expansion plans um, ahead, you know, we want to be, because maritime is, is global, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's always good to have a presence in US and in Europe, in Middle East and things like that. Okay, when you look at all these various uh, geographies, yeah. uh, what will be the main areas that you're going to be focusing on when it comes to expanding the business? Right. Um, obviously, we have to see uh, which is the um, country or, or areas that are is probably strong in maritime. For example, in Japan, they are one of the biggest ship-owning countries. Hmm. So that is probably our immediate target, I would say. Okay, and in terms of um, the observations you're seeing right now, because everyone's talking about a potential recession around the corner, yeah. has that changed the minds of some of these um, budgeting plans, marketing plans? Have mm. you seen any cutbacks or more uh, reluctance and how people are talking mm. to you when it comes to contracts? Um, I would say as, as of now, as of today, um, it's not about cutting back. I think they are still very interested in bringing digital solutions into the industry. Uh, but of course, you, you are definitely right that... Um, Recession is kind of a topic that people are talking about coming soon, kind of. But uh, maritime still goes on. I mean, maritime is responsible for 90% of global trade. So I think um, with that in mind, um, even if there should be a cut down, the essential services are, are still very required. Yeah, it would be right to say that this is actually the best time to upgrade to improve <laughs> your efficiency and productivity. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. We mentioned you can't really put a number on ROIs, but how would you sell it then to someone who might think about, hey, this is something for you? Um, I think it's about educating the customer. We spend a lot of time um, explaining. Um, of course, from a customer perspective, at the end of the day, they are after the, the dollar value. Um, you know, like the examples I've given you earlier, if a crew member could be diagnosed better, you're talking about saving a life even. Mm. All right. <laughs> and of course, um, you are one of 15 finalists. If you do win the OCBC Emerging Enterprise Award, what does that mean for you and your company? Well, I think um, for us, it's actually a, a really um, big recognition, I would say. Um, it gives us a, a strong boost of encouragement. And I think, more importantly, it reaffirms um, what the company and the business is doing. All right. All the best for Thank the you. awards. Let me try and join us. So she is the Vice President for Sales and Marketing for IO3. Thank you. Emerging Enterprise Awards 2022 on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by OCBC and The Business Times. Recognizing business innovation, resilience and excellence in SMEs, the bedrock of the Singapore economy.